Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening to and watching the NA. The NA Golf Channel. We thought uh, we would give the old visual side of things a we go on YouTube and wherever else we'll take the video. Um, this is our first one, so bear with us. There's going to be a few wee teeth in ours. It could be ropey, could be ropey enough. Um, there's a lot of new technology going on, which we're trying to get used to. You're trying um, to get used to you notice I'm not doing it. I sent Paul a message on Twitter the other night to say, what about changing the name to the NI Golf channel? Is that too pretentious? Is that too over the top? And he I went, think so. He went, no, go for it. Go okay. for it. So the NI Golf channel, because we're now multimedia, trying to take over the world. Definitely. There's us and there's a discovery channel. Watch out. What else? Uh, so that's why there's a bit of a name change that's why this is our first vlog and the podcast listeners good morning afternoon good evening to you as normal so but first mr kelly yes i think we start with a little happy new year to all the list all the viewers all the listeners yes happy new year everybody because it's our first one of the year and i didn't get a chance to give you this last year because it was just a wee bit later okay so i hope you like the uh purpley pink unicorn wrapping paper lovely thanks very much well this is for you so happy christmas oh, if, it's not too, yeah. if it's not too late for, for happy christmas can, can I now? absolutely you see if you see if it's a what hollywood gold please tell me it's an ornate top please tell me it's not an ornate top no no it is uh in gratitude already and he hasn't even opened it It's a tile. Oh, Morris, yeah, look at that, everybody. Isn't that fantastic? Poor Kelly tile. Can I just say, I'm going to move your microphone because you're just a, a bit loud, which everyone will know who's ever been in your company. Yes. So how's that? Morris, thank you very much. Show the, show the viewers. Look at that. That's lovely, isn't lovely. it? Paul Kelly. Uh, uh, you see, I want to put some kind of smart arse comment on it. Yeah. But it only takes like about 15 characters. That's very good. And it would take a, it would take a chapter to write about yeah. your yeah, golf feelings. Thanks very much, Morris. You're very welcome. Thank, thank you very much. That's so now, Mr. Kelly, day. coming up on today's show. Yes, we're all over Park Harrington's appointment as Ryder Cup captain for 2020 at Whistling Street. Absolutely. Rory, turn to action. How did he fare his opening tournament of the year in Hawaii and we've our usual review of all the amateur and pro news but before any of that just a word uh, on friend of the podcast Mike Boy who posted a picture on his Twitter feed during the week standing alongside none other than President yes George w. Bush yeah former he's not president no he's not president but he's former Some president other ways of president uh, apparently so he plays golf too plays allegedly golf. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael is out in America getting a bit of pre-season work in and played 18 holes with the former US President George W. Bush he have the match, or so he claims. claims. But I wonder did he force the president to hold out? Can you imagine starting her president's got a five footer for the half? You think he'd turn around and say, Mr. President, that's good? Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, and I wonder, does he play to the same kind the of bendy rules that uh, uh, Trump plays to? Or Clinton was known to take a, a was it a billigan? A, a really? A billigan. Because he took so many? Well, yes. He I, took a billigan or two, <laughs> I believe. He's hoping to get uh, 2019 underway in early February down in Australia. This is Michael. Uh, we're not sure whether. George W is planning a professional career or not. And so to the big announcement of the week. 
So it came as no shock to anyone when Paul Harrington was named European Ryder Cup captain for 2020 at Whistling Straits in the US. No shock? A badly kept secret in golf? I think probably from about the middle of last September most people had decided okay. it was Borgs. The Dubliner is the third Irishman to get the captain's hero and he follows in the footsteps of Paul McGinley and Darren Clark. The 47-year-old admitted he had had to think about taking on the road. It's incredibly special. Uh, I grew up, you know, as an amateur in Ireland, I would have played a lot of golf in Christian O'Connor Senior's home course he had the record for the most number of events 10 Ryder Cups at that stage his bags were there I would have seen Chris O'Connor Jr. hit that 2 iron at the Belfry on 18 I would have seen Eamon Darcy hold the winning put in Muirfield 4 footer down the hill yeah it was very very special all the those memories as a kid growing up and it meant the Ryder Cup certainly in Ireland was a big deal but I still had to question whether I wanted it you know I, I, I had to question whether I'm just walking into this because it was the right thing to do and you know I had to sit back and think about this and go yeah this is something I want to do I, I've had a successful golf career uh, but the Ryder Cup captaincy is a different thing you know it's, I'm not hitting the golf balls anymore it's a, it's a manager, managerial position and I had to question whether I felt I could do it justice whether I really wanted to commit to this and when I sat down and thought about it that's what I came up with yeah I want to do this I want to be a good Ryder Cup captain and that means a committed Ryder Cup captain. I know I'm going to have some rookies, you know, it's probably three rookies, could be more. Um, so there is changes, there's always going to be changes and I, I will deal with them as they come along. There's, I will prepare as well as I can but I can only prepare for change. I can only prepare for a few uh, curveballs during the week. Uh, I won't be able to foresee everything uh, but, you know, I will expect a bit of change and that's all I can do. I know my players are good enough. I know all I have to do is just make sure I get the best. If my players play to their ability, that's all I can ask of them and that's all I will look for them. Uh, and they're good enough, they've shown that. They're good enough uh, and it's my job to make sure I put everything in place that they feel like they can play to their, their own abilities. Now there's somebody I haven't heard of that will probably make my Ryder Cup team. You know, that's just the nature of the Ryder Cup. Maybe I have heard of them, but there'll be somebody, there'll be an outlier who will make it in there, which is the great thing about the Ryder Cup. That's why Europe has been strong over the years. We always have had a rookie have a great year and they have a great successful Ryder Cup afterwards. And, and, and that's very important. I'd be looking out for that one guy who comes from nowhere, will make it in the team, will have momentum, and his momentum will actually rub off on the rest of the players, will give a bit of a buzz to the rest of the players who are in the team. Yes, I'm going to give everything I have, no doubt about it, I'm, I'm committed to this. Uh, selfishly, I want to be a good captain, but outside of that, I want to be part of a winning Ryder Cup team. I, uh, you know, I want I want that buzz too. So, given that he's done three vice captain stints and the timing in his career, as he was saying, he's the right man for the job. Seemed to be. I, I don't think from you know you look at the reaction. There, there wasn't anybody saying, "Oh, you've overlooked such and such," or that it was this guy's turn, or you know the few of the Scottish journalists were talking about the fact that you know Paul Laurie seems to have missed out. His chance seems to have gone, um, but. Horrig was the unanimous choice besides with no arguments uh, and then well received on Twitter by all the players as well. Why do they think they went with Porig then for a foreign uh, trip? Well, do you think he's better suited to, to, to play away from home as a captain? Or? Well, well Harrington himself does think that because Whistling Straits quite close to Chicago or Boston that he will get some um, Irish 
fans coming down to, to watch and that should help the atmosphere but I think he's well known in America he's got a good reputation in America he's played a lot of golf there so it's not as if he's going there as an unknown and he's got a certain amount of clout I would say and there'll be a certain amount of respect about what he's done over the years with his golf game and also he can't argue three majors I think he said himself that Whistling Straits is probably as close to a European course as we're likely to get in America why is that? It's a linksy type golf course Um, if you remember that's the course that DJ was playing was US PGA and he grounded his club in one of the what was a waste site or a waste hazard as they call it not a hazard a a waste area was what they call it so um, yeah it's sort of lengthy it's going to be hard for them to set it up the way you know they would like to set it up with the big wide fairways for them to hit it into so I think Harrington's weighed up you know what he's like he's weighed up all the the negatives and the pros and he thought this is the one for me and in terms of Harrington uh, himself and his traits and we know he's a bit of a Ubermensch and just overthinks things and that, that and is the one thing worries me about hugely it. analytical you yeah. know is, is he going to get in his own way do you think or I would say that that would be the one thing that slightly worries me but the one thing I would say about Porig is that he, he does come from a team background so he has played sport played a lot of Gaelic football growing up so he has that team mentality in there he's played a lot of team golf obviously played golf for Ireland played golf for Europe played semi trophy so he, he does understand that environment and it's clear from what he said that he's already sort of I know that some people are going to have to put an arm round some people are going to need a wee bit of a G up well he, said, he, also, do he, all that. he also said that he's not the fuzzy cuddly type no I don't so think not too many arms around too many people well <laughs> I don't think he is I think he's the sort of guy just get out and get it done and is this pretty much then the end of Porig's playing career. Well, that's funny. Do you not think that over the last eighteen months his game he started to come back? Absolutely, started to come back. So that's why I thought it's a very it's strange timing in a way. But yeah. he's obviously given a lot of thought. But yeah, I think I would suggest that you know he's decided himself, and that's one of the other things he said in the press conference that he's at a stage where his golf game, where he accepts that his golf game, and he brings to the course on a day is the golf game he plays with he's not hitting as many balls he's accepted that you know he, he can still be competitive but he's not prepared to go out and do that grind again because mm-hmm. it's the age his body probably is not up to it any longer mm-hmm. as well so I think in many respects based on what he said only he's accepted that he's not going to be just as competitive as he was and clearly um, he's willing to leave that side you know to that side of him to one side He'll probably, he's probably still got one uh, open left you would think I think he might have one more open he left if he wins at Rockport Rush which by the way he loves mm-hmm. he loves Rockport Rush uh, one of the things uh, that Podrick is clear on is that Rory McIlroy will be an integral part of his team 2020. Harrington described Rory as loving the Ryder Cup, which hopefully ends any debate uh, that Rory will not be taking part uh, due to his tour membership next year, or this year as the case may be. No, it's uh, next year, remember. Next year for the Ryder, yeah, but this yeah, year yeah, yeah. and his commitments to the European yeah, tour. Yeah. Um, speak, speaking of, of Hollywood, by the way, um, that's where we are now, because uh, we, we didn't explain this at the start. Uh, we're here live from the Starters Hut at uh, Hollywood Golf Club. They've kindly allowed us to use the Starters Hut. So, Mars it's not true that Rory McIlroy built us a studio it's not true that rumour has been going around that Rory paid for the studio to be built no this <laughs> this starter's hut has been here for a long long time so. <laughs> it's a so, good, good rumour that it's like, uh, Rory made his first start of 2019 at the semi-tournament of champions in a 
Hawaii, eventually finishing tied for fourth behind winner, Zan, winner Xander Shuffley, who course record 11 under, you're not going to, you know, it's hard to legislate for that. And it's also one of the things that's funny because, you know, lost in the whole thing about Rory not finishing well and Gary Woodland not finishing well, having been out in the Valiant group, is how good Xander Shuffley has been over the last oh, 18 months. unbelievable. I think for four wins, four yeah, wins or something. And big wins, he's winning big tournaments. He knows how to get the job done. Just another case of, just shows you how damn competitive it is out there. Rory was going particularly well the first three days. He was, I think he was uh, stroke skinned off the tee. He was still number one, even though he had a bad final day. Yeah. It was just that last day. His putting was very good as well. His putting was good the first three days. Mm-hmm. Not so great on the last day, yeah. but it was actually uh, off the tee as well. It just that last day just didn't really gel for him. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he also found himself making the headlines for some comments he made about the European Tour uh, being a stepping stone to the US PGA Tour. Now, what do you make of what he said? He made the comments when he played the last event in Europe about potentially going and playing the year in a PGA Tour and it's hounded him any time he's, he's, he's walked out now it's just the constant comp questioning he's getting well first of all I think he's got the stage where he's going oh my god do I have to answer this again first of all let's get to the comment that he said he, he said that he uh, paraphrasing a bit that this, the, the European Tour is a bit of a stepping stone to the PGA Tour okay. right as soon as he said that everyone went yeah. right yeah. but but think about it. And then I thought, how many European Tour players wouldn't actually admit that that is the case? As in, if they were pushed hard to say, do you, is, it, is it a bit of a stepping stone? Surely most European Tour players have that ambition to be able to get up onto both tours. Exactly. So, therefore, it's a stepping stone. Yes. So I couldn't myself understand all the Ferrari that was going on. Because he was just saying it like it is, and that's... Yes, because he's, a, he, he's still a European Tour member. There is still, remember... Uh, Let's be honest, the two tours are battling for sponsors and for rankings and for ratings. And Rory is a European tour member, he's a stalwart of the European tour, and the feeling would be, you know, the classic support your own. So that would be the feeling. And you know, and that's why the European tour people, a lot of the, the, the sort of the your rank and file European tour players were obviously annoyed about it because what you're effectively saying is that the tour you're playing on where you make your living on and you need your sponsors to be playing to be backing isn't as big as as the PGA tour. Now your average fan, by the way, probably doesn't give a flat fiddler. Probably is only looking at the PGA tour mm-hmm. because all the stars are on there. And thanks God well, there's more warrant number X uh-huh. one, two and three playing in those events. But also if you look at the careers of your top players uh, look at Justin Rose, look at Sergio Garcia, Martin Keimer tried it for a while. Uh, Matt wonder what, what Malice Moss will do this year, will he try and play a bit more on the on the PGA Tour? Donald's another classic example, Graham McDowell, Paul Casey. Where have they started their careers? Mm-hmm. The European Tour. Where are they currently trying to play their trade? The US PGA Tour. And if anybody says it's anything to do with more bigger ranking points, less travel, and more money they land. That's the truth of it. Uh, can we apologise for about the sunshine as well? We didn't order sunshine today, so it's maybe a bit bright in the background there. Yeah. You know, you want a bit of cloud cover. What the, most, the weather that this last three, four weeks has been mental. It's a bad job when we're complaining about the weather. It's <laughs> too good in January. <laughs> <laughs> on the yeah. Rory stuff, well, yeah. finally on the Rory stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so the, there's, there's there's a couple of issues going on. I think he, he's annoyed at the constant questioning. The other issue is, does he have to say the things that he's been saying? He didn't have, that's quite an inflammatory statement. Anybody who's, Rory 
the idea that, that Roy just said it off the cuff may be the case, but did he have to say it? And is there an ongoing but, uh, issue between him and the European Tour? Do you see when you're asked for a comment, do you see if you're not one of these people that starts to preempt everything that they should be saying and you're actually honest and off the cuff and you just said like it mm. is, you can't be double checking yourself like that. No, and you can't, the other thing is you can't always be complaining as journalists and I've been in exactly. those interviews, you can't be complaining when somebody is in corporate and saying all the right things and then when somebody answers a question honestly, then you, then you take them to task and bury them for yeah. it. It doesn't, doesn't work like that, you know, and, and what you'll find now is probably, uh, you know, it was actually you know quite remarkable the the next press conference he did because that's the one I texted you about and said Rory seems to be really really pissed off yeah and it's not like him at all he usually is quite engaged yeah. and you know but you could tell that it was just a a, a wee edge to him and, yeah. I, and it probably is that whole step and stone the yeah. European tour stuff that's yeah and the problem is then you'll get if, if you've had a good relationship with them and players like him in the past who are open they'll start to give you less yeah. and give you less and then and you end up with Tiger Woods world where Tiger Woods does twenty press conference where he says nothing. In other news, Charlie Hall won the opening event of the Ladies European Tour in Abu Dhabi, the Fatima Bint Mubarak Ladies Open. Yeah, and the European Tour season finally kicks off, Mars. It picks up again this week with the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. Paul Dunn and Shane Laurie are scheduled to play. Graham McDowell is making his first start. Is this a visitor we have coming yes, to Yes, it's a visitor. Uh, come, come on in, we're only live on the television. Yeah. Yeah. We're, actually, we're actually doing, we're we're actually actually doing a piece of camera. As you just dropped on in. Say right. hello to everybody. Hello there, guys. What about you? Hello. <laughs> Back at the TV, <laughs> Graham McDowell is making his first start of 2019 in the Desert Classic in California. So, uh, who, anybody playing at all this week? When Seamus Parr has been playing in the Sony over in oh, yes. Hawaii. Hawaii, he's missed the cut. But apart from that, there's been no other comment. Like, Leona McGuire didn't get into the event, uh, the first tour event of the year on the LET. Uh, so she not started for Norway well as well. Um, it looks like Michael was talking on Twitter that he's hoping to start his tour season when the F European tour has a couple of events in in Australia in the next couple of weeks. But the Challenge tour schedule hasn't come out yet, Mars, and the full sort of the, the other schedules are still sort of being finalised. So there's very little happening still. It's still January. Uh, it's pretty quiet on the amateur front as well, but some big news is our VP of programming, Olivia Mahaffey. Yes, on Friday, Olivia got her invite to play in the inaugural Augusta National Women's Amateur. That's from April the 3rd to the 6th, and the world ranked number 26. That's where Olivia's 26 in the world. That's Fantastic. pretty good. Yeah, she'd be part of an elite field of 72 players. The first two rounds will be played at the Championship Retreat Golf Club. Retweet. Retweet. Retreat Golf Club. The final round will take place at Augusta National on Saturday, April the 6th, and will feature the top 30 competitors who made the cut. And just in case you're wondering, if you fly out all the way to there and you play in the competition and you miss the cut and you think, oh God, I'm not get to go and play Augusta, you're still going to get to play Augusta because everybody gets a prize. Meanwhile, also over in the States, Miami to be precise, Johnny Foster student and member of this very golf club, Tom McKibben, not only turned 16 recently, but also came 16. 
in the junior orange ball so well done tom another good result top six and that's some of the best young amateurs in yeah. the world basically tom, tom's tom nearly i don't know whether you could look at his results but i think some of tom's best results have been in america oh yeah and he's obviously going out for the isn't it gators yeah he's going he's going out there night at two as a student two or three years, two years when he's finally finished his exams over here and some ranking news yeah towards the end of last year you may remember we discussed a lot of the very first world rankings for disabled golfers uh, the rankings went live at the start of this year and um, Brandon Lawler made from Brandon Lawler from the dog he's ranked third in the world in the gross section so yeah. very very good yeah. and that's about it for episode 59 of the first NI Golf Channel vlog <laughs> podcast and, and 59 of podcast <laughs> Are there any other sort of platforms that we can sort of well, uh, infiltrate? No, I'm not going on Snapchat. I don't care what anybody says. I do not care what anybody says. I'm not doing Snapchat. That's yeah, teenagers. Pr- probably too old for Snapchat. Yeah, I think we're so. too old. Um, I don't think there's anything else we need to, to square off. Uh, no, Jordan we Spieth. Well, it's, it's been good on for, some people say, about 12 to 18 months. Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh, Hank Haney came out and said something, you know, pretty unequivocal and just said that you can now actually see that there's tremors in his hands and he is developing the yips. That would be um, terrible for a man like him. He relies so much on We have some footage here if you go, if you want to have a quick look. Um, I'm not sure that, you know, is it, is it really that bad? Well, He's Hank, missed a few very short yeah, putts. Yeah, yeah. He still Is it the yips? Well, I don't know. Dreaded. Maybe he just put it that. Not really. That year, sorry, eighteen months, he was brilliant. He put it so well. But his short game has always been the keystone of his game. So if it goes awry, I don't know what. But isn't it shocking how much this game is in your head? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know, but you know, Ernie Els managed to get through it. Uh, kind Ti- of. Tiger kind of got through it with yeah, the, the chipping yeah, yips. The chipping yips, yeah. So you know, it's Bernard Langer, of course, the classic case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yips, he had. Yeah, yeah. He was just yipped all all over. But isn't it crazy that it's in your head? Miss it? a few putts, get a bit nervy over a few of them before you know it. You're not holding any of them. Well, I hope he comes through it. Actually, you know, okay, he may not be our favorite player, but he's still very competitive and and is, uh, you know, when he on his day. Oh, absolutely. So, what's, what's on the agenda for the next couple of weeks? What's coming up that we need to think about? Well, Abu Dhabi, obviously. Abu Dhabi, the big one, the European Tour coming again. Hopefully, the Challenge Tour schedule will be launched soon. Um, we'd like to see, you know, uh, Stephanie Meadow, the LPGS season will be kicking off, I would say, in the next few weeks. Um, and Stephanie will be playing in that as well. And obviously, uh, some of us out there will be getting our clubs back out after the winter and, and getting back to the Gee, game. You've been playing the whole time. You were down at Port Marnock well we was Port Marnock Port Marnock by the way Port Marnock links by the way we're Robin Dawson who is the new touring professional at Port Marnock links good, right. good luck to Robin with Port Marnock links a great club down there so it's down playing there with a great day drives a boat not like a links golf course be drives a boat so if you're playing uh, your winter league golf continued good luck with that uh, how's the boy, your winter league the boys are just head loud how's your winter league uh, it's going average um, 17 points uh, this week so yeah. um, uh, there was one other thing. Uh, are we going to do a rules video? But you see, I want to do something different because everybody and their dog has done a rules video. Here's the top 20 rules you have to you know about for 2019. For example, um, Robert, a friend of mine who plays, said to me the other day, he dropped the ball from knee height. It hit his foot. What happens? That's interesting. I don't know. That's a weird one. So it hits his foot and yeah. it moves. Now, there was another rule introduced that an, uh, uh, an accidental movement of the ball doesn't count. Yeah. But you can't actually place it back to where it would have fallen because it bounced on his foot. 
you know what, Mars? That's an interesting like, one. It's only somebody What's he very do? silly who would drop it forward onto your, your toe. Yeah, you're meant to drop it to the side. <laughs> you don't drop it, you know, you don't have to drop it like right on above your knee onto your toe. You can hold it at the height out that way, but then Robert's, you know, eight foot three. So. Yeah, he dropped it. He has a long way to bend down. So, um, but, but they hit his foot and then, so, so, what, so what do you do? I don't do? know what the rule is yeah, in that. I don't know what the so rule that's why I'm thinking we should do a wee rules video on, yeah. on things that don't all necessarily make sense. Exactly. You can follow us on all our usual uh, social media channels, which are now called NI Golf Channel. So that's on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, get, in touch. get in touch. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Adios.